and welcome to Growing Pains, the marketing podcast for parent and baby brands who want to grow and get more consistent sales, but without the overwhelm of feeling like you have to be online 24-7. I'm Sophie, your host and a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist who specializes in parent and baby brands, as well as a mum of two girls. Join me each week as I, alongside some wonderful guests, share practical tips and advice about how you can use and combine marketing strategies to get more impact for your effort. Hello, today I am thrilled to be here with Lucy. Lucy is a business coach who helps women achieve their dream job by creating or adapting their business. Her coaching focuses on reconnecting with yourself to understand how you work and what you want and then creating clear strategies to grow your aligned business. So Lucy, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. No, I'm very excited that you're here. Slightly different episode today. Often we're talking about like really practical strategies, but I'm going to explain in a minute after we've done the intro why I feel like this is so incredibly important for people to really start thinking about how they want their lives to look and their work to look. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit more about you. What is your work, family, life kind of set up at the moment? So I am a mother of two children who are seven and 11 as of yesterday. Oh my gosh. Yes. So changed to secondary school and looming. Like that's quite a big shift, isn't it? You're kind of in the tween years, are you getting into that? Oh yeah, massively. Yeah. And it's just a shift for yourself as well, obviously for them, but it's it's a different, it feels like a different phase of life. Um, yeah. And you feel the passing of time. I, I can say. imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I'm married to Brendan. We live in the lovely Stroud. Oh, um, very right. nice. Yeah. Very nice here. Very lovely lifestyle. So, as you said, I'm a business coach and I can give you a bit of a rundown of how I arrived. Yeah. Here, how did you, you get there? Yeah. So, so I used to work pre-children. I worked in media in marketing I've worked in marketing since my mid-20s and 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 I've always really enjoyed it and and very been very lucky where I worked I worked for places like Discovery Channel IPC Media which is a big publishers so I always have really exciting interesting places to work yeah and then I was made redundant from my role just before I fell pregnant with my first child with my daughter so it was an interesting time. I was going to interviews with oh a big pregnant belly, yeah. which obviously didn't make me the number one candidate, but felt had that driver to, yeah, to still create something. And then my daughter was, I didn't, I didn't obviously get offered a job. My daughter was born. I stayed at home with her for a fair, a fair while. And then I started, I always, always wanted to work. I was very happy to be able to be at home with my daughter but there was always something in the back background obviously wanting to earn money but but more of a fulfillment piece as well absolutely so I started freelancing doing some never really sort of the business it was very much just bits of work here and there then I had my son and when he was about 18 months I decided to try and go back to work I soon realized this wasn't probably going to happen because mainly because of childcare issues obviously I worked in media that was in London so at the time we had moved out of London so the commute meant extended childcare which I didn't love the idea of my kids being in Mm. long 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 hours of childcare but 
also the cost it's such a familiar story isn't it I don't feel like in however many years ago that was what five or six years ago that's really changed at all has it no no I don't think so so in a way my business was born um out of quite a lot of frustration and I really didn't I don't think which is interesting where I've ended up I I started it because I felt like that's all I could do I felt like it was the only way and I came across digital mums and trained as a social media manager it which honestly felt like one of the only options Mm -hmm. at the time to be truly flexible and then I extended my skill set to do Facebook ads because I saw the value that that offered people and I worked and I, and I was doing other forms of marketing for people. So I sort of essentially had a, a consultancy, a marketing consultancy. Yeah. And it was doing, to be honest, it was doing really well. I got myself up to uh, 5K months. So it, on paper, it was a success, but it never felt like a success, if I'm honest with you. It always felt like it should be bigger and better. And I wasn't actually enjoying myself very mm. much. I was exhausted. I was working all the hours and it just never felt like I was there. Yeah. It, never good enough. So after doing that for a few years, I, I've been thinking about coaching for a while and I retrained as a coach and absolutely love it. And now I try and help people get to the point where they absolutely love their business and their life because obviously it's one of the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to delve into this today because I think so many people are going to resonate what you just said there. And that's kind of what we're going to be digging into. All of those shoulds that you have about your business Mm -hmm. and like how it kind of you might be presenting on social media as it's all like shiny and, you know, great. And it might feel like you should be happy with what you're doing, but you're not quite there. So we're going to dig into all of that. But before we do, we need to do the important quick fire round. So are you ready for this? Go for it. Okay. Tea or coffee? Oh, I have to say tea, I think. Oh, me too. I'm all about the tea. Dogs or cats? Oh, I used to think cats, but dogs. Dogs now. Oh, why Mm. the shift? Since I'm going to say something very controversial. Oh, come on. (laughs) I don't really see the points in my cat. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. They've been superseded. (laughs) They really have. But I still like to have a, you know, a bit of a cuddle. But yeah. yeah. (laughs) But the dog's so much better. Just more things in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Bagels or crumpets? Oh, bagels. Yum. Uh, Beach or pool? Oh. Oh. Beach. Beach. Nice. Mm. Uh, Winter or summer? Summer. Colour or monochrome? Colour. Nice. I haven't actually had anyone say monochrome yet. <laughs> We're all maybe that's the kind of people that I attract. It's all about the colour. I know, right? Um early morning or late night? Late night if I had the choice. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so I think let's going back to just what you were saying, I when I was looking for people to come on the podcast and I came across one of your lovely posts on Instagram and we know each other because obviously you have done Facebook ads in the past and we've been in similar courses together and so I already knew Lucy and so following her on Instagram and then I saw this Instagram post and it really kind of hit home to me and it really reminded me of where probably about a year ago and I've kind of felt it on and off since I started my business. This is what the post, I'm going to read the post out or an excerpt from it. It said, 
I had a business that was making me good money, but I was often working evenings and weekends and my created for flexibility business was making me quite stressed and distracted when I was with my family and friends. I also didn't love what I was doing and questioned it all the time. It took me a while to realize that this isn't success and what I wanted was possible and something I was allowed to have. Hands up if you're telling yourself stories about how lucky you are with what you've got and if you were different, it would be all okay. And honestly, I think when I started my own business, like I was so excited, like I was in that launch phase, you know, Mm. like it was like, okay, I've got this new thing. I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to put all into it. And, you know, it's sort of, it's okay to work evenings and it's okay to work the weekends because I justified it as, you know, you've got to get yourself out there. You've got to be visible. You've got to be consistent. You've got to let people know you're there. And that I think is fine when it's the first six months, maybe the first year. I think after a while, especially if you've got young kids and you're doing this around any kind of family life or even any kind of like caring role, you know, anything that you're kind of, you want that like life balance, you realize after a while, I think that that is not sustainable. The career you sort of left in London because it was so inflexible, suddenly you sort of found that you've recreated that for yourself. And I found myself saying that like, oh, I can't go to the Mother's Day morning at the nursery because I've got a call or because I've got so much work to do. Like I just can't take the time out. And it's sort of really, I don't know, I got to a point where I was like, I can't sustain this. I need to work in a different way. And I know that when I speak to lots of our my customers and clients that they're sort of in this position as well and we they come to me because they're looking for ads to grow their business so they can get to a point where they don't have to be in it all the time I know that you also work with clients to kind of help them re-look at their business model and look at like really delve into this right and look at kind of how they can take stock really and think about how they want their life to look have I kind of summed that up yeah yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I've had clients describe, use the word prison when mm. they talk about their business. Yeah. And very other, you know, various other terms that are similar. And really, what it's when you have this dream of starting the business, it wasn't to be working all the hours. Mm. And if you had a job that where you were doing all these hours and yeah, you would be talking about leaving it and you would people would be telling you to leave it probably yeah and it wouldn't be sustainable and we create these workplaces that we would would not stand for if they were an office in in town I once created a uh, a post and the headline was um do you want to know who my worst boss was and it, like it was talking about this and like it was me I am that my worst like I was my worst boss for so many times like not giving myself time off not really like looking after myself I mean it almost felt like it was a really demanding toddler my business like that just demanded my time and attention all the time to the detriment of kind of life yeah well we often I've I mean especially when we you know looking at your clients and my clients they Mm. are parents and they have often got very small children yeah and and it's almost like they're in that servitude mind and they're used to this sleep deprivation yeah um, and they're sort of living life on adrenaline yeah and so stepping into this and then creating that again with your business is it feels it's almost like a comfort place in a strange way that this is how it should be 
Yeah. Yeah, that it has to be, like you say, that living on adrenaline, the like, it has to be busy and and now, and I have to be doing 10 things at once because I never have enough time. I know that's what, I mean, still sometimes if I get myself to that place, that mm. feeling like I never have enough time, like I need to be doing 100 things at once. I can't just sit and watch the telly. I need to be doing my yeah. social media at the same time because I am always need to be doing something. Um because I don't have enough time. So if people are resonating with this and thinking, oh my goodness, this really sounds like me and I really am thinking that I need to do something about it, where would we start? Okay, so you start with you. Yeah. You start going right back to what I ask people to do and set up um, exercises and use coaching techniques to reconnect with themselves Mm -hmm. with with them who are they what what do they like what don't they like what how do they want to spend their time what did they set this up for what's the big reconnect with the the big vision because there's a lot of there's a lot of stories out there that tell you that you you have to work hard for it to be a success you should be tired all the time it's just the norm and there are there are just lots of stories and I think it can just run away with you and you forget about you yeah so there's there's a big piece of work to be done around that just going back to to yourself and also giving yourself permission to say I don't like doing that yeah or I do like to I love doing this or I don't I'm really tired. I might not do anything today. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's all, it's really sort of trying to retrain out of the adrenaline state. Yeah. Basically. And I think as well as parents, parents, especially parents of younger children, often that, I mean, it's so much bigger often than just work, isn't it? It's so much like, it's not just a case of like, oh, I've been working too much. I need to just go back to what I love. It can often be mm. a case of, okay, without work, I feel like I'm just a mum of kids. So yeah. what do I actually enjoy doing? And that might be going back five years to like a time before when you had time to do, like, do I still love doing that type of exercise? Do I still love going to the cinema? Do I still love going out dancing? Or actually, is it other things now? Exactly. I mean, you're you're spot on. It's all about identity mm. and, you know, being something other than a parent. And how do you identify yourself as far as and work is is really I mean often as a parent work can be your your me time yeah I think that is often it isn't it it's an escape it's I feel a bit in control I feel like I know what I'm doing mostly but when you're sort of surrounded by the chaos often of young children it can feel quite calm and like structured can't it but all but it's kind of finding that space for you also as well I don't know if other people resonate with this but I find it's like if I say to my husband if say at the weekends and it's all getting a bit much and I say to my husband do you know what I actually I really need to get some work done are you okay to have the girls for a bit it feels like that is more valid than me saying do you know what I really want to go for a swim could you have the girls for an hour yeah (laughs) because it feels like it's like oh that's a good reason working whereas swimming I mean that's really do you need to like it's a bit indulgent a bit selfish like all that sort of stuff comes up doesn't it when I first started doing this kind of work about a year ago I I really struggled I really struggled to even get every day for a walk saying to my Mm. husband I'm just gonna go for a 20 minute walk I really struggled with it I felt guilty 
that I wasn't at home sharing the load. Yeah, most definitely. And I mean, that that's a, a massive thing. Our businesses carry a lot for us. And it, as I said before, it can just be your whole identity wrapped up in your business. So, and your whole sense of who you are outside of being a parent. Yeah. So it's, um, I mean, which is why it's really important to yeah. get it right and for it to be an enjoyable place for you. So yes, it's, it is really important to look back at the stories you tell yourself mm. about who you are and are these are these correct? Are these right? Are they actually your stories? Yeah. Or are they someone else's stories that you're taking on? I mean, I just... I get very excited about, about it when people, because if, if you've already the, the type of person who's prepared to start a business, then you're, you're most of the way there. You, yeah. You've made the big move. You're, you're brave enough to do that. So why not finish off the story yeah. and make it into something that is truly amazing, both in a money sense, of course, but in a lifestyle sense as yeah. well. Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of actually getting started with this, because it can feel like a lot, can't it? And obviously, mm. I always recommend getting support from a coach. But if someone is today thinking like, oh, my God, yeah, OK, I would also feel really guilty for going out for a 20 minute walk. How would you sort of suggest they start? Is it a case of identifying things and like little by little or making big changes? Like where would you sort of start? So the best place to start is, I mean, you've probably seen stuff on Instagram and various places about daily routines. Mm. Um, but the best place to start is with a daily routine. But to see it as your time mm. and to work out how much time can you take? It can be five minutes. It, yeah. it can be 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be getting up at five o'clock in the morning to do it. It can be any time that works within your day. And there should be three parts of this routine. Yeah. And one needs to be some sort of presence. So, mm -hmm. so whether that's meditation, a breathing exercise, which is essentially meditation anyway, just a presence exercise where you can just really sit there and look about you know, acknowledge what's in the room, what you can smell, what you can hear, etc. Because that's just a, it might be a tiny piece of time. But if you can connect to yourself every single day, you will reap the benefits from that. And then after that, it's always good to have a think about what you're grateful for. Again, there's a lot of talk about gratitude on certain social media platforms, but it it really it really does set the tone for your day, and it really is another way of checking in with yourself. Yeah. Because, you know, what what are you doing this for? Why are you here? What what are you happy about? What's right in your life? Focus on that. And then the third part of this is intention setting for your day. So really take a bit of time. What's the what's the one thing that you want to feel about your day or within your day? And just intentionally setting yeah. intentions can be a real game changer. And they sound like tiny things or things that don't really matter. But so many myself, I know you do things like this, and so many of my clients have said 
it just changes everything for them. And it's just a really good place to start because it's it, it's yours. It's your thing. And it's just a small amount of time. And you can see the benefits of spending a bit of time on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know if this is interesting to people, but like, yeah, a year ago, I was literally in my business all the time. I really, really struggled to take any time for myself. And then I started the daily routine. And for me, that looks like a daily walk. And in my daily walk, I kind of do these things. So I often, the app Calm, I often listen to that and kind of listen to like even just like five, 10 minutes of just like breathing and either listening to nothing or you're listening to like a meditation or a five minute, they do these wonderful like five minute things on there that I listen to. And then I do a bit of a gratitude dump. So in my head, I or a gratitude rampage, sometimes they're called, where I literally go through and like, in my head, I just think of like, I will just literally go through and be like, oh, I'm so grateful that everyone is healthy today. I'm so grateful the girls are in childcare. I'm so grateful I've got time for my work. I'm so grateful that Pete bought me a cup of tea in bed this morning. I'm really grateful I'm seeing my friends this weekend. And it will literally just like, I literally like every single thing I can think of, like, I'm really grateful the yeah. sun is shining. And then I kind of set, try and set my intention of like, even if I don't get out for the walk until Pete gets home from work, and some days that is that is the way it is, I will try and set my intention either for the rest of the day or how I want to like when I get home I really want to be really present with the girls I'm going to put my phone in the kitchen and have an hour where I'm totally present with them but generally I try and actually take my walk out of my work day and that was quite a big shift for me mm. to um, because I shifted into paying for childcare and I had this sort of feeling belief that I had that if I was paying for childcare then I needed to be working the hundred percent of the time it was like the time was so precious that I had to be working 100% of the time that I had childcare. And it was a massive shift for me to be able to say that actually, no, I need to take time for myself as well. So like this morning, I've been to the gym. I dropped the girls off at their childcare in school at eight and I went to the gym for an hour. I will meet people for coffee. I did a co-working down Tuesday and we had like an hour long lunch break and a chat and I go for my walk and I can't tell you the difference it has made to the balance I have in my life and and really genuinely how I show up and how I know I don't get as much work done probably but what I do get is much more like inspired and I'm much more focused on what I'm doing so if anyone God say if anyone needs a bit of inspiration like it it can I don't talk about this sort of stuff on my Instagram very much and often people message me and say oh my god I don't know how you do it or you seem like you're doing everything all the time and it's like it really is only because I'm looking after myself that I can do all this stuff that I'm like this podcast yeah I mean well you you are your business Mm, so you're your you're the number one resource so And also, it's it's your time. It's how you spend your time. So if you want to spend your time feeling unhappy and stressed all the time, then that's available to you. If you want to spend your time feel, really enjoying your life and feeling, you know, like you're really getting somewhere and you're you're in a holistic way, then that's available for you too. It's very. I mean, it's it's really interesting because I think a few years ago. If, I, I now, for example, I don't work on Fridays at all. Mm, me neither, yeah. And I think I would have said things like, oh, well, I mean, it'd be great, wouldn't it, if I didn't have to mm. work Fridays? But, and I can't, I can. Nothing yeah. really has changed. It it really hasn't. It's just, apart from the fact I don't work on Fridays. <laughs> yeah. So, 
it's it's really important to, to spend some time looking into these things and then you know how you want to work is sort of you know moving on to the, the, the yes the, the next kind pillar. of piece yeah yeah so it's really about you know how do you want to spend your day mm. what kind of work do you want to be doing who do you want to work with it's is the best place to start really yeah. we we often just we talk about it like I say in a way that oh well it'd be lovely wouldn't it well it's all right for so-and-so they do this or you know well I wish I could but I can't but we are the ones putting those rules on ourselves yeah absolutely if you can just open your mind to how you would like to work and actually start planning it out and then I work with people to help them make that happen yeah and then all of these things come together and you are then work you can then start working on your strategy your business model, your marketing. And it's coming from a very different place. The energy behind it is very different. It's not coming from a place of resentment or not really actually wanting more work because you're so overwhelmed and so busy. It's it's coming from a place of genuine enthusiasm, genuine excitement, genuine, uh, more of a light space because it's genuine, it's authentic. That is yeah. how you feel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think as well, like as parents, I was talking a little bit about it just now, but we often don't get a huge amount of choice about when we work, do we? So like often I'll read things and it'll be like, oh, well, you know, if you, if you work best in the morning, then get up at five and do all your big bits of work by 10 o'clock. It's like, oh, that's lovely. But I've got a two hour like children morning routine that I've got to get done. So I don't actually start work until like half nine, 10, because that's when I get back from the school run. But you can still sort of plan your day out, can't you, in terms and try and take advantage of when you when you do different tasks I guess yeah completely and and there are other elements as well I mean there's there's things like your your hormonal cycle Mm. to be I mean that's a whole different yeah you know that's a whole subject but you know again this whole sort of reconnection with you is about not trying to change necessarily you or what your situation is it's about working with it in the best possible way and accepting who you are and how you work best and then applying that really yeah absolutely I actually I follow a few people who really kind of do that sort of cyclical cycles and Mm. one of them structures her whole businesses around her cycle so she'll do with her one-to-one clients she has three weeks of calls and then they have a fourth week which is an implementation week and that's the week where she's in her sort of winter if you think of it like that she wants to have more time to rest and she wants to be more kind of insular and not have to kind of show up on calls so she structures a whole business in that way which I think is amazing I had a bit of an a bit of an epiphany if you like at Christmas sort of time and someone asked me the question like if you could design your like ideal work week like Mm. what would it look like and I realized that I was missing connection and actually it's Mm. really lovely doing zoom calls and and it's great they didn't have to travel but I really miss like in-person connection and so I started putting blocking my diary out so I don't take calls, don't book in calls on a Tuesday generally so that I can go out and co-work and not have to worry about, you know, the logistics of like taking a Zoom. Yeah. So I've structured my whole week around that and I now don't have calls on a Tuesday so that I can co-work with friends and we've just launched this new like in-person, it's called Women's Work and it's all around like where I live in Surrey. And we're doing like in-person evening events and then co-working as well. And that has all stemmed 
from that kind of vision piece that I did about how I wanted my work and life to look and how I wanted more like local connection and local network and to meet other women who are kind of in the same boat that's exactly that's such a good example of you know where I mean you're obviously really good at this you're great at this where you just sort of I do have a coach though (laughs) I do have a wonderful coach as you know Uh, I'm not really transparent about that like I have invested a lot in working with a fantastic coach called Andrea and um, I tag her sometimes in my post and uh, Lucy's worked with her as well and yeah um she is incredible and and she Completely. really challenges me to kind of to to make this stuff stuff happen because it like it's so easy isn't it to listen to this sort of stuff and go oh yeah well mm. I'd like to do that oh but I can't on a Tuesday because you know what if someone wanted a call with me and like you know I need to be available in case I need to you know can get a new client or but actually like that shift in mindset of being like I control my business my business does not control me like I literally have on like post-it notes on my like on my computer that remind me of stuff like this this is not easy switches but there are some like like you say like not working Fridays and mm. I mean for a very long time I didn't work Fridays because I had the a baby at home and uh, but I would try and work around her and it would really stress me out because I'd be halfway through an Instagram post I'd be like right okay I'll try and do some social media while she's playing on the mat and then halfway through she'd cry and I need to feed her and then I'd hit button and like my Instagram post would disappear and I'd mm. get so frustrated until she sort of said to me like but you you don't work Friday so why are you even doing that like yeah and I was like well yeah no you're right and like now I don't work Fridays at all mm. and I also in the evenings my because she lit I mean I feel like I need to mark this moment actually it's the 28th of April when we're recording this and last night she slept through at 20 and a half months for the first time so uh, that that definitely needs marking right oh I know I don't know what I'm gonna do but it's a bit I mean yeah. I feel I mean I love to say I feel like a new woman but I think I'm so sleep deprived chronically gonna, sleep deprived it's gonna, gonna take gonna a while exactly <laughs> but I think I needed to you know clients would want to talk to me in the evening or you know they'd be calls in the evening and I was so tired I have been so tired for like two years that I've actually drawn a line in the sand now and and it's very rare that I do a call in the evening because I need to be able to rest and you know to be my best self for my kids like and even to be honest overnight like it's taken her a long time to sleep through and I needed to kind of be able to manage that so yeah there's lots of different some relatively small things that I've put in place that have made a huge difference and I think really like having that vision isn't it of what that could look like for you and then taking those little steps towards it really exactly and then you know where the coaching really comes in is like you say where challenging Mm. your perspective it's almost like putting on a different pair of glasses because we believe what we believe and there are you know we've got evidence what we feel is what we believe is evidence for it and you know, certainly I've had some perceptions challenged that I, you know, I was, I was sure I was right. I was yeah. very sure I was right. And it takes a, a lot of work to dismantle it. But they were, you know, a lot of those beliefs were holding me back a lot. Yeah. Um, a lot of stories that I was telling myself. So, and this is around lots of things, you know, money, everything. Yeah. And that's the third thing really, isn't it? It's like yeah, really digging into those 
what those beliefs are and especially like you say money mental blocks like the shoulds the kind of all that conditioning that we've had like since probably we were quite young and so how do you kind of how would you get started with that if you're kind of thinking like because often you don't really know what your limiting beliefs are do you like they're just ingrained in you like you think they're the truth right yeah when things trigger you Mm. Take note of that. Yeah. For a start, don't try and suppress it. You know, there's a there's something being said to you here. Yeah. So that's um, often like being triggered. What would that look like for someone? So if someone says to you, "Oh, how about you? You come on my podcast. Mm. Um, I'd love you to come on my podcast." And someone could, you could just get, have this feeling of, no, I couldn't no, do that. No, I couldn't do that. There's yeah. no way. Why would you? And that would be, that needs looking at. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or I'm, I'm not someone who does that, you know. Yeah. It's almost like a physical, I find when I'm feeling uh, triggered or like activated, it's often a really physical feeling. Like th- that's so. kind of how I've really learned to recognize it. Like if you're thinking through like, what does my, what would my ideal week look like? And then you say like, well, and I say something like, well, I, don't take calls on a Tuesday because I co-work and that feels like oh mm. I couldn't do that or I feel jealous mm. or I feel like you might feel like well it's all right for her she's got childcare four days a week or like whatever it is that's those yeah. things isn't it those challenges the you comparison might... the comparison is... yes yeah, massive isn't it it's massive yeah and that's and that is also a, there's a lot of assumptions that you make based around comparison but yeah, yeah if something's like you say, it's often a physical feeling, always an emotional yeah. feeling. And those things are worth looking at and the kind of things that that we would explore. But really the question, I mean, a very basic question you can ask yourself is, how is this, is it serving me to do this mm. thing that I'm feeling triggered about or, yeah. or not? So is it, is there a fear that's holding me back or... Or is it actually not good for me? This is not right for me. So really trying to differentiate between your gut and your your gut instinct mm-hmm. and fear. Yeah. Which which takes, you know, it takes a lot of self-awareness and, you know, it can take a lot of time and a lot of support sometimes to get to that place. Yeah. But just asking, being curious about your reactions is yeah. probably the best starting point, I think. Yeah brilliant no I totally I totally agree and it's quite amazing once you start being curious and kind of conscious of it how much Mm. you sort of like and like the little stories in your head like for example me saying like I couldn't go swimming but I but actually like on having a conversation with my husband about it like I would now like he wouldn't mind me going swimming for an hour and actually Mm. he'd quite like to go out for an hour you know, for a walk as well. And I'd be more than happy to facilitate that for him as well. And it's almost like we have these stories and assumptions in our head that like, oh, I can't leave or I don't want to kind of dump him with the kids. And actually he's not thinking that at all. He's like, oh no, that's, you know, we'll do something, I'll do something with the girls and, and then we'll swap. So completely. Yeah. It's just really kind of acknowledging it as well, isn't it? It's acknowledging it. And it's, and these are the easy places to start. So, you know, we're talking about a lot of sort of what may not feel like business areas but it's easier to start in your life in those those areas and then you move it into your business and move it into your marketing so you know there's a lot of 
fear around visibility mm. and and things like that and social media and imposter syndrome and you know all of those sorts of things so yes it when you do this this work in small ways you can then apply it to bigger things and that's when it really starts having effect and you really see the benefits in your business yeah absolutely and I'm, I mean I'm about to launch a group program and that's one of the reasons why I'm doing it is because having lots of management clients and lots of one-to-one training is lots of hour contact hours and actually for me I would rather kind of set up a program where I can give people the same information and then spend all my energy supporting them to implement it and answering their questions and unblocking them rather than repeating myself five times to five different people individually because actually that's not them getting the best of me either and so that's kind of like a structural change I'm making to my business because of all this work I've kind of done in the background and there's lots of different ways that that can manifest and to be honest like normally at the end of an episode I sort of link back whatever strategy we're talking about how it can kind of intertwine with ads so you know whether it's PR or email I normally talk about like okay and you know PR can work with your ads I think really today ads are really good once you get to a point where you're growing and you're systemizing and you want to be able to go to your exercise class or take a you know day co-working you know, ads will still work in the background. So you have to be less tied to social media. There's less, there's less need for you to be on demand in your business all the time. Like someone said to me, I only get sales when I post on Instagram. So I have to post every single day. And that feeling of being tied to your business in that way. So Mm. you have to send a post on a Saturday and a Sunday is that's what is going to hold you back eventually, because that's just not sustainable really. And that's where ads can support that's where ads would very much support that yeah, person exactly they will be on social media in front of the right people all, all the time, time. exactly yeah. when and they and they can have a weekend off the ads will still be there ticking away yeah. so that's really where ads kind of link back to this sort of stuff that has been so helpful lucy like i really hope people found this like an interesting insight and, and like a slightly different perspective on a business strategy because i think um there's all the practical stuff, isn't there? Which I know that you do work with people on with all of your like years of experience, but getting this bit right, I think actually makes the difference between like the business you love versus just the business that is there to kind of bring you in money. Completely, yes. And I keep, absolutely. And I keep seeing at the moment um, on Instagram, I've seen probably four or five businesses in the last few months um, close because they've, and all of them have referenced like their mental health and the fact that Mm. they have never had a, they never have a day off and it's like taking over their life. And and I really, it makes me feel so sad that, you know, that's what, how it's kind of ended because they kind of can't get it to a place where it runs without them needing to be there 24 7 so completely and at the end of every episode we always ask other guests what's one thing you'd recommend doing today just to get started it would be the daily routine that I talked yeah. about it's just that's concentrate on that there's uh, plenty of information how to set it up but do your own version yeah works for you absolutely is it about 30 days isn't it if you do it once every like challenge yourself I know someone told me once if you do it for 30 days it becomes like a habit that's that's what they say that's what they say isn't it yeah yeah 
maybe yeah, start definitely. with that. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. So if you want to keep in touch or find out more about Lucy, then you can go onto her website, which is lucyharveycoaching.com or onto Instagram, which is at lucyharveycoaching. I will put both of those links in the show notes, of course. It also offers a free discovery call. So if there's something that you really, is really resonated and you feel like you want to talk to Lucy more about it, then I've got a Calendly link for you to be able to book a call with her, which again, I will put in the show notes. Thank you so much, Lucy. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they're released. And if you have enjoyed these podcast episodes, I'd really love to ask you to leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Reviews are one of the major ways that Apple ranks their podcasts and it only takes a few seconds but really does make a massive difference to new people finding me. Thank you again for joining me, Sophie, in this episode of Growing Pains. See you next time.